Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hi, this is Mama Brown. You're listening to my son, Jake Brown, on The Jake Brown Show. And welcome to the Jake Brown Show. Two weeks left of the program with Radio.com, with CBS and Entercom, iTunes, Spotify. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Jake Brown Radio and at Jake Brown Show. Working on a new show. Will there be a co-host? It's looking very likely, but we are putting it together. So I, I am not just going out without a fight. We'll be somewhere. So make sure you follow me on Twitter at Jake Brown Radio and the show at Jake Brown Show. All social media platforms to check it out. The mayhem just keeps getting crazier. 16 seed has done it. We want to get a live look in, Pat, right now at the UMBC campus. The moments after their win, here is the campus reaction. The UMBC campus barking away. Good boys. Good boys indeed. Barking away. Taking down number one Virginia, who was the number one overall seed. Not only that, they were a defense that was vaunted. And they were taken down by number 16 UMBC. The run didn't last long. UMBC obviously struggled to score. Once they weren't making threes, they didn't stand the chance against Kansas State despite keeping that game close. 43 points. You're not going to win. In the NCAA tournament, scoring 43, you're not going to win. The first team to 51, and that was Kansas State. But history, folks. The last two years in sports, we've seen so much incredible history. And a tweet that I sent out has almost 1,800 likes right now, 738 retweets. Because it's really why we love sports. In the last two years in sports, the Cubs won a World Series for the first time in anyone in the planet's life, and that includes Sister Jean, who was still 10 years away from being born when the Cubs won in 1908. The Cavs, the Cleveland Cavaliers, not Virginia, the Cleveland Cavaliers won their first ever NBA title. The Houston Astros, 2017, won their first World Series. To begin 2018, the Eagles won their first Super Bowl in franchise history. And now, just one month later, a 16 seed beats a one seed for the first time in college basketball history, in men's college basketball history, because it did happen once in the women's tournament. 20 years ago. This is why we love sports. Who gives a, a flying you-know-what about your bracket at this point? Your bracket's done. Virginia lost. They were a favorite. Arizona was a favorite to come out of that region. Number two, Cincinnati might have been people's favorites. They are gone. 
Number one, Xavier might have been one of your favorites. They're gone. Number two, UNC might have been one of your favorites. They're gone. Number three, Michigan State, I know is one of my favorites in that region to go to the Final Four. They're gone. There's a lot of teams off the board. So for a couple of moments, just screw your bracket. Because as a sports fan, as someone who loves the game, this is what we what we live for. This is why we watch the games. This is why we gamble on the games. This is why we drink during the games. This is why we pay money to go to these games. Because of the this last two-year stretch has been absolutely remarkable. We're seeing teams win for the first time. We're seeing fan bases that have failed year after year, decade after decade. So much so that for the Cubs, we were talking about century. Not decade after 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 decade and almost an 11th decade until they finally won a World Series. The Eagles fan base was starving for a Super Bowl and they got it. The Houston Astros, a newer team, still cool to see them win. I know a lot of people are now replying with maybe the Las Vegas Golden Knights could be the story in their first season, continuing the signs of the apocalypse of these teams winning. But this is just truly remarkable what has happened these last couple of years. Teams winning for the first time, 16 beating a one, that you just live and cherish it. Forget that you had Virginia winning it all in your in your money bracket. Sure, does it sting a little bit? Everyone's bracket is toast at this point. So whoever wins is probably going to deserve it because they did something crazy. They flipped a coin. Maybe they don't deserve it because they didn't watch a second. But that doesn't matter. If you weren't rooting for the Golden Retrievers, the good boys, Air Bud, then you you don't have a soul. If you're not rooting for Loyola after this Sister Jean story, I don't know if you have a heart that's beating. She's 98. She's the team chaplain. She's been to all these games. The team's never good. Now they're good, and she's becoming a star. She's 98. She's not the person who's doing it for the fame and the headlines. She's almost dead, yet she's still going so strong, still out here on the sidelines giving scouting reports to these guys. This tournament is full of magic. It's full of madness, but it's really full of happiness. So in some ways... It's March happiness instead of the madness because it's the storylines of the number 16 seed Golden Retrievers, the number 16 Baltimore, University of Maryland, Baltimore County, the little guys, Loyola, Chicago, who hasn't been to the Sweet 16 since the first year That Sister Jean got her AARP card at age 65. She entered senior citizen status. The last time they made the Sweet 16, she was getting senior citizen discounts at the movie theater. They were probably going for a quarter a movie ticket at the time. This is such a rare stretch in sports where you just have to pinch yourself as a fan. And it makes me wonder for those who just don't like sports. It's like, 
I get, everyone has their opinion. It's not for everyone. But it's these kind of moments that make you realize, you know what, this is why I pay a top ticket to go to a Super Bowl. This is why I have a cable package. This is why I root for my team. This is why I get so invested. And those who don't like sports don't know that feeling. We have no investment in a number 16 seed from from Maryland and a number 11 seed from Chicago. Unless you're from there, you went there, blah, blah, blah. But there's these little things behind it, a 16 beating a 1. The fact that they're golden retrievers and a dog is the mascot. Who doesn't love a freaking golden retriever? The fact that Loyola has this 98, 98-year-old woman leading the way. This 98-year-old woman giving them these prayers to get them going. When I'm 98 years old, I'll be in heaven with the Backstreet Boys listening to the Backstreet Boys. I'll be in heaven with Lance Bass and Justin Timberlake listening to NSYNC. I won't be alive at 98. And if I am, I don't know how. And this woman is 98, talking great, does a great interview. And they said now that she's internationally known, she said, I'd like to correct you, internationally known. I mean, that is absolute goat line of the century. But these two storylines of of the Golden Retrievers and Sister Jean is just awesome. The storyline of this Syracuse team, which is not as cool of a story because they're always here, is another a good little nugget. A team that was in the play-in game, who was the last team to get in the tournament, literally was a bubble team that could have been out, had to win the play-in game, over Arizona State, and they had to take down take down Michigan State, and that zone defense and that vaunted defense did just that. That's that's the minor storyline. The bigger focus is Loyola and UMBC. Just adding to what has been a remarkable wild tournament. Just adding to the sports lore of the past couple of years that we've got, and let's just hope it continues. Let's hope your team does. I got a lot of tweets from people saying the Cleveland Browns are up next. Everyone's happy with the Browns are doing, revitalizing their roster. Maybe the Browns win a Super Bowl next year. At this point, you can't even predict it because it's teams that have never won doing it. There's teams, there's things, scenarios never happened that just did. That's why I love sports. That's why we love sports. These magic moments. This is the Jake Brown Show, radio.com, iTunes, and Spotify. UMBC, the story ends. It's over. They played it close. They're done. It was a great run. And now the story is on Loyola. It's on Sister Jean. And you know what's funny about it? Sister Jean has Loyola losing in the Sweet 16 on her bracket. She has her own team losing. So she's even kind of realistic. She's like, you know what? We're not going to get there. But guess what? They got a shot here. Remember, this is a very underrated team who came in hot and now they take on Nevada, anything could happen in that game. Nevada took a 22-point comeback, and what a comeback it was. This team was down and out. They were getting just dismantled. And seven minutes left in the game, they're like, ah, all right, we'll 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 turn on the Jets now. We're t- we'll turn on the gear. So that's going to be the battle. I mean, we're having a 7-11 going to the lead eight. How about that? It, it's looking like... Kentucky, 
versus one of the, either Loyola or Nevada. Michigan, I mean, an absolute miraculous shot. I mean, unbelievable that three by Poole, the freshman, at the buzzer against Houston, breaking their hearts. They're taking out Texas A&M, who just made a mockery of UNC. And Texas A&M, I said this coming in, they were a sleeper, and I said they had a rough stretch in the middle of the season, but this was formerly a top-ten team in the nation. And they're a team that, if everything goes right, could go to the Final Four. And right now they have as good a shot as anyone. If they could take down Michigan, who needed a buzzer beater, they got a shot because they would take on the winner of Gonzaga and Florida State, who took down Xavier. On the other side, it's it's more chalk. Villanova, West Virginia, I think a lot of people expected that. I don't think anyone expected West Virginia to just dismantle Auburn like they did. Or, excuse me, dismantle Marshall like they did. But they did. Marshall pulling off the surprise. Um, Kansas taking on Clemson. Clemson dismantled Auburn, which was surprising. And Syracuse, I'm not tremendously surprised about because that defense, man, that zone fooled Michigan State. And this year just showing you how much parity there is in the league. So I'm looking forward to seeing Coach K go up against Jim Beheim. And what I predict out of this bracket now, it is really just a crapshoot. I honestly think that it's going to be Texas A&M taking on Kentucky on the left side. And I think Kansas will take down – it'll be Kansas-Villanova on the right side. I think it'll be a Villanova-Kentucky national title game, and I think I think Villanova wins it all. I think Calipari goes down, but Calipari's got everything set in his favor right now. He got Virginia out. He had Arizona out where he didn't even have to face them. He got to face Buffalo they dismantled. And Calipari's in great shape with his young team to make a Final Four run. So we'll see how that turns out. But a wild march indeed, folks. It has been just a joy to watch. I mean, if you're not locked in this tournament, it's been amazing. Oh, yeah, baby. I mean, if you aren't watching UMBC 16-1, UMBC when they were up in the second half, I mean. Hello? Where were you? Hello? Unless your phone's off, you're in a movie or Broadway show, you should be locked into that game. That was unreal. Golden Retrievers, baby. Sucks your season's over. We could have had UMBC in the Sweet 16. A 16 in the Sweet 16. Would have been amazing. Would have been a wild story. Switching over to football, I have to react. It's a little old now. The Jets... Trading away their sixth pick, two second-round picks, and a second-round next year. So three second-round picks and their sixth pick for three. Did they give up way too much of the Colts? Of course they did. Way too much. But do the Jets ever have success in the drafts, especially in the second round where they took a freaking Christian Hackenberg a couple of years ago? No, they don't. So I think it's a move that's good, in fact, because they have to get a quarterback. The question is who do they get? They're in a situation where getting them the three guarantees they get one of the big three, big four guys. At six, there was a chance they weren't. So they're locked in to getting either Darnold, Rosen, 
or Mayfield. And I, I put Allen fourth because he was a small town school guy. I my choice would be Darnold, Mayfield, Rosen, then Allen. I think Darnold's going to end up going one to the Browns. I just feel like they're not going to pass up on him. And two, the Giants are in an interesting spot because they kind of have to take a quarterback. But do they take Mayfield? I don't see him as a Giant. I don't see him being a Giant. I think it's going to be between Allen or Rosen to the Giants. I say Rosen goes two, the Jets get Mayfield, and that's that. And I think they had to trade up to make sure they get the guy they want. Um, but I think it's a move that's you could you could be mad at if you're a Jets fan, but in the end you have to get a quarterback. So I, I think one is going to go Darnold, two Rosen, three Mayfield. Remember the Browns have four again. So the Browns could decide here. To go Barkley one, that leaves the Giants with Darnold. The Jets could either get Rosen. Or May- I honestly like Mayfield over Rosen. I don't think Rosen has the frame or the body to be that guy. So the Browns could wait till four to get a quarterback, and they could they get the franchise running back at one. But with the first pick, do you want to take a running back and pass a quarterback? Because you could lose your guy by four. Because the Jets and Giants both should be taking a quarterback. Which, which, and so should the Broncos at five. There is a chance, honestly, it would be wild to see it, that the first five picks are quarterbacks. It's not going to happen. It would be wild to see. But there is a minimal chance. Barkley to the Colts. I don't, I don't see it happening, but there's a minimal chance. But I think he'll be gone before that. But who's going to take quarterbacks is very, very intriguing. Because one through five all need them. Browns are getting one of their four picks will be a quarterback. One or four. I say they take it at one because they want to get the best guy. And Darnold, in my opinion, seems like the number one guy. But there is a chance the Browns end up with Darnold and Barkley. That's a legit chance that happens at one and four. Because I can't see the Giants or Jets passing up this year in a quarterback. Maybe they wait till next year because Eli's going to have another year. But I think this is the year you got to pick a quarterback. You're going to be the two pick. Are the Giants going to be that bad next year where they're going to be the two pick? I don't think so. They're not going to be as bad. They're not going to be a three-win team next year. And I don't think the Jets are going to be that bad. They've had a good offseason so far, and I think they're getting better. And now they have Teddy, McCown, and they're going to have a quarterback, another rookie quarterback here. So I don't think the Browns could pass up on on a quarterback at one, especially when they could easily get Barkley at four. You don't think Giants taking him? I, I, I guess the Giants could wait later on to get a quarterback, but everyone speaks so highly of this quarterback class that I really think the Giants should take it with two. It, it's a tough predicament, man. It's tough. Or do the Giants trade up in the first round and maybe get Lamar Jackson later on or something? I don't see Lamar Jackson as being a, a giant type of player. A certain, I don't see him being that guy because he's wild all over the field. I, it, it's it's hit or miss. I don't know what's going to happen because I could see it, the Giants picking Barkley because this kid is a franchise running back. But running back is not the name of the game in the NFL anymore. It's quarterback. It's I mean, it's always been quarterback – but it, we're not the rushing league that it used to be. Real quick, and you said there's four 
Really, there's four quarterbacks, possibly a five that could go in the first round. Hit or miss. One is going to miss. I don't know which one. One is, and that one is who the Jets are going to pick. Oh, of course. I mean, yeah. the Jets always find a way to ruin it. I like Mayfield because of his swagger, his moxie, and the fact that he played for a big-time school and had a big-time success at a big-time school. I don't know what Josh Allen is. I know what his body, I know the frame, I know everything. But he was at Wyoming. He didn't do anything. So I know his arm, though, too. Listen, I'm not going to be mad if they pick Josh Allen. But, again, as you said, in Jets fashion, they'll probably mess it up. And real quick, too, on the subject, do you think Mayfield could handle the New York media? I think he could. I think he got a lot of scrutiny even at Oklahoma. I know Oklahoma's not a big media school, but that is a big-time football school. I know it's going to be a lot, but you could say the same thing for the other guy. Like Rosen, But they don't seem to thing. have the swagger, as you said, that Mayfield has. He's got the swagger. He's got the swagger. He's got and that if New he York doesn't swag. perform with that New York swag, the New York media is going to eat him up. He's going to be walking in the streets, swinging his arms with the Mets' win, new win song that took care of taking care of business. Back in the New York groove comes on in the background. Back in the New York, is a Baker Mayfield walking the streets like this, like... He's Baker. Hey, we'll take you. I hope the you're right. Maker. I hope. I hope whoever they pick. Hey, I'm a Jet fan. I hope they pick the right one. It's just that you know, they hey, have I'm Baker Mayfield, and I'm a Sooner. I'm a Boomer Sooner. He's me walking like this. Boom, 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 boom. Bring the Baker to New York to make touchdowns. This is the Jake Brown Show, Radio.com, iTunes, Spotify. So I'm in favor of the trade because it locks them in to get the guy. Six is like who's going to be left. Six, you're dealing with scraps. Here's the problem. The Jets don't know who that guy is. And I don't think any of these top five teams know who their guy is. And it's all going to be based on what the Browns do. I think if the Browns take Rosen, the Giants are all in on taking Darnold, number two. I think Darnold is the best of these guys, in my opinion. But who, I don't know. Neither do the experts, honestly. No one knows which one of these guys would be great. But this is the year you got to take the quarterback. So we'll see. We still got a while to the draft. It's amazing. We always talk about football like this. It's the talk is March and baseball a week away. We'll preview the baseball season. I'll give my predictions next week. Next week is the final Jake Brown show. Such a sad ending. We're ending the show. I mean, it's unreal. Been doing shows since December 2014 with fourth and goal with JB and BT, Brown and True, Brown and Scoop, Jake Brown Show. Four different podcasts. I am the longest played on it podcaster, radio.com podcaster in history. There should be a I trophy of these. <laughs> no the, one's been doing shows as first, long as I have. The first one let, was before a lot of these shows. I, Think I about all these played on it shows. None of them around at the inception of played on it. Just me. No one was. I was doing a freaking CBS. I was on CBSLocalSports.com with Fourth and Goal with JBNB. Oh, that was before Play Dot is. I, I'm in the pre-Play Dot it stages. Oh, well then yeah. You're in a, I won't announce who I'm trying to partner with because we haven't even sent anything out. But there will be a show, and it will be with a co-host, and it'll be it'll be a celebrity if it happens. That's all I'll say. If it happens. But, again, it's been a good run. uh, And we have another show next week. We have a couple interviews this week. Jen Royal should be joining us, the former Emmy Award-winning reporter. We go through the beef with Britt McHenry. 
Jen Royal versus Britt McHenry. It's a Twitter beef. It's a crazy beef. She calls her slider queen because Jen Royal has become a chef. She's left the sports field to become a chef. Good for her, opening her own restaurant everything. It's cool stuff. Britt McHenry is just a conniving biatch. <laughs> I mean, she's the worst. Since the tow truck thing that basically ended her ESPN career, she's trying to be this political girl, and she says all this stuff about knocking people's looks. Yes, that's what she did in the tow truck video. I mean, she is such on her high horse, thinks she's the biggest celebrity in the planet. She's full of shit. I mean, it's unbelievable how much shit she is full of. So we'll talk with Jen. Jen's going to get that all off her chest. I'm excited for that. Lenny Dykstra should be here tomorrow. We don't even know at this point. He says he's coming tomorrow, so Lenny Dykstra might be here. But after my sports update is a must-listen interview on this episode coming up with Noel Brown, a.k.a. Mama Brown, the legend Mama Brown, is joining the show. Enjoy the sports update, everybody. Enjoy Mama Brown. We'll be back in studio this week with more interviews coming at you. But coming up after this Jake Brown sports update is Mama Brown right here on the Jake Brown Show on Radio.com. Starting off with the NCAA tournament, the Sweet 16 is now set. It begins Thursday night in the South Region down in Atlanta where 7th seeded Nevada takes on 11th seeded Loyola, Chicago. Nevada's coming off back-to-back double-digit comeback wins over Texas and Cincinnati. After trailing by 22 Sunday with seven minutes left in the game, the Wolfpack went on a miraculous run to beat the Bearcats. And Sister Jean Loyola Trust, after two magical buzzer-beating shots to get them upset victories over Miami, and Tennessee, the Ramblers hope their prayers get answered a third time on Thursday. It's their first Sweet 16 appearance since 1985, when 98-year-old Sister Jean just entered senior citizen status. In the second game in the South, Kentucky takes on Kansas State in the Battle of the Wildcats. Over to the West Region in Los Angeles Thursday night, Michigan will hope to keep the momentum going after their miracle buzzer beater against Houston. They will take on 7th seeded Texas A&M, who stunned UNC. That game will be followed by Gonzaga taking on number nine Florida State, who pulled off the stunner taking down number one Xavier by five. To the East region in Boston Friday night, top seed of Villanova will face West Virginia. That game will be followed by Purdue taking on Texas Tech. Finally, in the Midwest, games being played in Omaha Friday night, one seeded Kansas will face Clemson. The second game will feature the battle of two Hall of Fame coaches in Coach K and Jim Beheim as Duke and the 11 seeded Syracuse will meet. In other college hoops news, former NBA great Penny Hardaway will be the new head coach for Memphis, replacing Tubby Smith. Over to the NBA, Cavs head coach Teron Liu is stepping away from the team due to health-related reasons. The Cavs will get Kevin Love back in the lineup tonight, though, who missed 21 games with a broken hand. Finally, in NFL free agency news, ex-Cowboys corner Orlando Skandrick has signed a two-year deal with the Redskins. With your sports update, I'm Jake Brown. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
And we're back on the Jake Brown Show. Final two weeks here on Radio.com, iTunes, and Spotify, the stretch run of the show. And if you remember, I don't remember, what was it, last year or a little over a year ago, we had the Brown family on the Jake Brown Show. We had an entire crew, Ben Brown, Robert Brown, Mama Brown, and Papa Brown, all in studio. Now we have a one-on-one for a little bit with Mama Brown herself. Noelle Brown joins me, her son, her favorite son, on the Jake Brown Show. Uh, how you doing, Mom? What's up? I'm doing great, Jake. How are you doing? You're sounding so professional in your radio voice. <laughs> um, who is your favorite son? All my sons are my favorite sons. Has there ever been a point where you favored one over the other? Um, well, not really, but I will tell you a funny story. Um, Jake gave me a gift card for from Nordstrom's and I went shopping at Nordstrom's the other day and I thought it was a $50 gift card and I picked out an item and then I went to pay for it and the lady said no this is only a $25 (laughs) gift card so that day you probably were not the favorite damn I got called out (laughs) wow I got called out for only doing 25 I was was on an unemployment budget so I mean there's not much you can do at that point it's okay I'm only kidding (laughs) That wouldn't knock you down from your favorite status. All right. Well, we know Ben is the favorite, so it's fine. You don't have to say it, but it's okay. There's no really. A, there's no favorites. When you have kids, you'll know that there are no favorites. Is it true that when you you come out of having each one of us, your story is always you get in the car, and the song that comes on, the first song that comes on, which I don't think is true. You might be exaggerating a little bit, but you say that the song is Mrs. Brown. You have a lovely daughter. Did that come on? That is true, and also the Stevie Wonder song, uh, Isn't She Lovely. It, every time I found out I was pregnant, the, song, the first song I would hear was, Isn't She Lovely? And then I said, for sure, I knew I was having a girl. And it's funny, before the interview, you said, no pregnancy stuff, and you say the word pregnant first. So look at that. You brought it up. <laughs> Jake, let's keep it clean. <laughs> Mama Brown joining us here on the Jake Brown Show. The final two weeks um, will announce, hopefully, uh, at some point, where we would be going next. Um, what do you think about not having us there, having just been there? Uh, are you in, like? Do you enjoy? Like, do you want Ben to leave? I mean, Ben might be moving uh, this year soon. Uh, will that be tough for you, or are you like good riddance? No, I wish all I wish all of you were here. My favorite thing is when we're all sleeping under the same roof, whether it's in a hotel, a vacation spot, or when you come here to visit. I never want you to not be here. Do you miss New York? I know you're settling in North Carolina. You have a lot of tutoring kids. And, hey, if anyone's listening, if you live in Charlotte, uh, dial up Noelle Brown for your tutoring services. Uh, <laughs> she also cooks. She makes great chicken parm. So if you if you want Chef, Chef Brown with the pot, Chef Mama Brown with the pot, she has it. Um, so... Jake, do you know I have cooking? I'm doing a cooking school in my house well, now. That's what I, I'm, I'm giving you a shameless plug. This is free advertising oh, right you. now. Uh, and so, my specialty is not the, ch- the chicken parm is good, but my real specialty is the eggplant parm. Mm, the eggplant parm over chicken parm. I don't know. I, I, I'm a chicken parm guy, but I mean, if pe- some people like eggplant over chicken, so it's fine. Well, do you know, Jake, this is a funny story. When you were little, you wouldn't eat vegetables. Well, you're big and you still don't eat vegetables. So we used to make 
eggplant parm and we told you that it was chicken parm and you ate it and you, <laughs> you thought it was chicken. You never knew it was eggplant. I'm pretty sure I knew. How old is I? Jeez, is, is that young? About 18. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> what, you, were, you were, I don't know, like maybe nine or ten. <laughs> Oh, that's interesting. I remember you making it. I ate it. I never had a problem. Egg, like I don't eat most vegetables, but eggplant, I I mean, if you cook it right, it's not a vegetable. Do you know you have the thumbs up emoji and smiley face? You know there's an emoji of an eggplant. No, I didn't. <laughs> there is. But... Oh, you'll have to send it to me. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, we won't do that, but now you know for the future. Um, okay. Mama Brown joins. All right, so... Papa Brown travels a lot, and you're home a lot. Does that make it easier to deal with him, not having to deal with him on a daily basis? <laughs> well, it's tough. It's tough when he's gone for a long time because it takes. There's like a process called reentry when he comes back after being gone for two weeks, where he's a little crazy and I'm a little crazy because I'm used to just doing what I want to do here, and then. He comes here and he wants to put his car shows on, and I want to do- watch Dr. Phil, and he'll make fun of me and say, how could you watch that stupid show? So it's it's a little tough. Is that the toughest part of the TV shows? Um, yeah, I guess so. I, I like to watch The Bachelor, and he makes fun of me, but after doing calculus for a bunch of hours, it's, I need to watch some stupid show to just, wind down a little bit and stupid is right for the bachelor i don't know if you saw my video talking about the bachelor i think you did uh i did and i agreed with you i want the big bachelor the plus size bachelor the bachelor whatever they want to call it sponsored by lane (laughs) bryant no i agree with you i don't think ari had much of a personality so i i thought he was a bad a bad pick Speaking of Bachelor, uh, Dad likes to joke that, that you had a lot of men uh, when you were younger and a lot of guys weren't interested in you. were a good-looking lady, and he wooed you. How, how did Bob Brown woo you with his diabetes and crooked teeth and all? <laughs> he actually had very nice teeth then. He didn't have <laughs> crooked teeth. And it's funny that you brought up the teeth because teeth were very important to me. You know the story. Well, maybe you don't know the story that once I went out on a blind date with a guy that I spoke to for weeks on the phone, and he had a really, he had a radio show, actually. Oh. And he had a really nice voice, and we spoke for hours, and then he showed up at my door, and he smiled, and he had black teeth. <laughs> were they actually black, or were they just yellow as hell? Like, what were they? Oh, no, they were black. They were really <laughs> scary looking. So what do you do in that situation? Do you continue with the date? At the end of the night. <laughs> He asked if he could kiss me goodnight, and I said, please, God, get me through the next 30 seconds. And I I let him kiss me, but it was really it was really scary. <laughs> I've never heard these things. It's like you put the microphone on, and Mama Brown Unleash comes out. Um, black teeth, wow. And you still kiss. I would have just said no, give him a hug, and call it a day. But I guess you're old-fashioned, right? Yeah, it was sad, though. But he was really, really nice. And I should have known because his mother set me up with him. I was teaching with his mother, and his mother kept saying, oh, I have a nice boy for you, Noel. And I said, okay, and I should have known that that was not going to be good. How bad do you want – well, we didn't, wait, we didn't finish. We were talking about wooing. I know you talk about you guys used to meet by playing Pac-Man. How did he woo you? Like what was it about uh, 1984 Bob Brown that wooed you? 
know. I'm not sure. He was very, very charismatic. He still is charismatic. Hmm. Um, not as much as he used to be, but he's still... <laughs> He's, he's charismatic in front of other people still, but when he's with me, he's not as charismatic now. He's mostly grouchy, but he was very charismatic. <laughs> and now I always joke with you guys, your Saturday night preference over anything would be dinner, movie, and, and maybe a trip to the magazine section of Barnes & Noble, right? No, I never pick a trip to Barnes & Noble. Daddy picks that. I, that wouldn't be my choice. What's your ideal Saturday night? Um... Let's see. I guess dinner and a movie. Nothing too dramatic. You guys are low key. You don't drink. You you don't like to party. You like to have have no, a night. I don't in. like to drink. And we we I talked with um, a writer last week who talked to John Calipari, who also is not a big drinker. Now you said you've only been technically drunk like once in your life, right? Yes, but I and I never told you when the real talk, the worst drunk story was on Purim when I was at Albany State University and they brought rabbis up from Brooklyn and there was this one rabbi and I just found out recently that on Purim you're supposed to get drunk. I didn't know that. This rabbi kept giving me swigs of whiskey and I, I didn't drink so I didn't know what was going on and I got so drunk and then they started doing Israeli dancing and they were swinging me around and I fell and I broke my ankle. <laughs> Really? We just shared all the stories that I've never heard out of nowhere. They're not planned. She's just coming guns blazing, preparing the best content to close out the Jake Brown show before it ends. Um, so, wow. So, you did you know it was whiskey when you were drinking it? Like, because you've never had whiskey yeah, before. Yeah, but I, I, it was a rabbi. So, I thought, how bad could it be if I drink this? The rabbi is giving it to me. <laughs> it's, it's a bless. It's Manischewitz whiskey. Apparently, uh, the the Lord was on your side, and then you they swung you around. You broke your ankle. Were you, were you thrown in the chair? You probably been to a lot of bar and bat mitzvahs over your life. Yeah, but that's the reason. That's probably one of the reasons why I don't like to drink because of what happened that night. You so you you were not playing beer pong in in the seventies and eighties. No, there was no beer pong. <laughs> there was a little bit of foosball. We used to go to the bars in college, and people would play foosball and. And that's about it. But not a lot. Not a lot of drinking. Have you you've adapted to the new social media age? I know you're a big Facebook mom stalker, and you like. I'm to... really not a stalker. I I'm I'm not. Well, yeah, I I lied. I am a stalker. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, you know the dates very well. Like you know the dates of like when relationships begin with people. Uh, so I guess it's part yeah. stalker, part great memory. Yes, I do have a great memory. It gets me in trouble. <laughs> Um, now you've always said, which I've never found to, it won't be true. And I think you'll change your mind on this based on Robert's relationship. You always said that you thought I would be the first to get married. Has your opinion now changed on that? Oh, now we get to the tough questions. <laughs> um, I think oh, it'll be Robert first point. for sure. Uh, I would say... I would say now Robert would be first, and I would say you will be second. So Ben is getting the last place marriage trophy. I mean, you how many more <laughs> years can you wait till grandchildren? Well, 
I hope I'm going to have grandchildren. I I'm, was doing the math. I think the earliest I could have the first grandchild is probably two and a half years from now. The earliest? Yeah. Two and a half years. Wait, is this a trick? Are you going to tell me that I'm having a grandchild? No, no, believe me. That, Are you tricking me on that, the radio? That would be scary if I was having a child right now and I could barely get past the dollar menu at McDonald's, let alone diaper section. Um <laughs> Uh, so, all right, so Robert first. So two and a half years is the earliest. So that would mean Robert within the next couple of years. That's doable. Now, f- for the people listening, Robert is 31. He'll be 32 this year. I will, I'm will. i 27, and Ben is 28, right? He's 28? Yes. And he'll be 29 this year. So uh, Robert's the oldest, so it makes sense. And me and Ben are, are fairly close. Um, Ben's not a big dating app guy, we know, I guess. The selection is not as great in North Carolina, apparently, as uh, New York, I guess. There's just more people here and, I mean, less, I mean, rednecks and, and people who are not like Ben. Um, so it's tougher. So, all right, so there it is, grandchildren. I know you got a tutor in a few minutes. Uh, you, you work a lot, right? You tutor a lot. Yes, that's all I do, tutor. <laughs> you do more Except than that. Twice a week I go to my water aerobics class. That's it. Water aerobics? Yes. How many more years of tutoring do you think you'll do? I told Daddy I'm going to tutor until I'm 80. 80? Should we reveal your age or no? <laughs> I guess so. I'm She's 62. 62 going on 40, which technically so means... I have 18 years left. If we do it by how you look, you have 40 years left, apparently. Oh, thank you, Jake. <laughs> this is why you're the favorite. <laughs> 18 years more to do. But I feel like while you do complain about it, it's a lot of work, I do feel like you enjoy it and you enjoy the kids improving their grades and, and, and they enjoy coming to you. And plus, you do, the good thing is you don't have to leave the comfort of your home. You have your own little tutoring room um, with all these. Are the dolls still in there? No, the dolls okay. are not in the there. The dolls were like you play the horror music sometimes when those, those things would eye you down. But no dolls. But I feel like a lot of you does enjoy it. Yes. And my student is just walking up the stairs now. All right. So we'll wrap it up on that. My mom, I uh, love you. Appreciate you coming on. And, love uh, you too, Jake. I'll uh, see you soon. Thanks. Okay. You're going to you're gonna be doing a lot of great things. So this is not your last show. All believe right. me. All right. I appreciate okay, it. Love Thank you, you, Jake. Love you. Bye. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.